This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. I'm Eric Smith, and welcome to Taiwan Talk. Dr. Lin Zongbing has a long and impressive resume, serving as a former deputy defense minister and as a professor in both Taiwan and at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. Dr. Lin is one of the foremost experts on China, and he was gracious enough to invite me into his home to discuss the upcoming ascent of Xi Jinping as China's new president. Much of the Western media has written articles saying that we don't know a lot about this man that perhaps we know more about his famous wife than we know about him himself. He deliberately hid his personality for safely rising to the top. I wrote this piece entitled Xi Jinping's Seven Advantages, which surprised a lot of people. Uh, the first strength is his degree of understanding Taiwan. He spent more than 22 years along the coast. That means his approach to Taiwan would be more agile, would be more sophisticated than past. The second strength is his experience abroad. As vice president, he visited abroad 50 times in contrast to 17 times undertaken by Hu Jintao when Hu Jintao was vice president. The third strength is a standing in the army. He served as Secretary of the Ministry of Defense in 1980 to 1982. At the time, he also served in different capacities in the PLA. He was not just a secretary. In addition, his father was an important general during the founding days of the Republic and even before that. So that gave him a lot of clout in the military. His fourth strength is his standing in the party. That comes from two directions. One is the aura he inherited from his father, who was a man of integrity. His father was jailed 16 years because his father had different ideas from Mao Zedong. His father was outspoken in defense of the reformers Hu, Hu Yabang and later on Zhao Ziyang during the Tiananmen year. Therefore, that aura is now on the head of Xi Jinping. Secondly, the strength in a party comes from his own experience. Although he is so-called a princeling, a child from high-ranking officials or officers, but he spent seven long years in the countryside. He had to prove to the villagers he was one of them. Eventually, he was promoted within the villages by the villagers to the party secretary position of the community. In addition, when he served in the localities, he did a good job. Not only he was efficient, but he always showed a humane side. So those who worked with him always remembered him, as he would always remember them. The next strength is that he is the first top leader of China with a PhD. He may not read every book, on the bookshop, but he knows the bookshop. Okay. In addition, from very young, he liked to read, and he's a very good writer, good speaker. Every speech is filled with vivid imagery, which impress people. And the next is what you mentioned, his wife, a glamorous wife, the very first China's first lady, which is more than presentable to the world stage. 
One day, when Xi Jinping takes his wife around on the world stage, the applause abroad will come home. The last strength is a very strange one: his、uh, understanding or even enthusiasm in religion, in Buddhism, in Qigong, in things supernatural. Not only that, his father was very, very sympathetic towards the Tibetan Buddhism. His father was a good friend of Dalai Lama. Therefore, when Dalai visited Beijing in 1954, and Dalai to show his appreciation to Xi Zhongxing, the older Xi, gave Xi Zhongxing a very nice watch, which Dalai purchased from India. At that time, the Chinese leaders were poor. To even to 1980, long after Dalai fled to India, long after Dalai became A bad thing to mention in Beijing, Xi Jinping would still proudly display that watch to friends. Is there a chance then, with this more open attitude towards religion, that we could see a relaxation with the attitudes towards following Gong or various other religious sects in China? When Xi Jinping takes power, he will start approaching Dalai. So that last strength. Implies that、uh, Xi Jinping's approach to Taiwan will be enhanced by his empathy or sympathy or understanding of Buddhism. Thanks for tuning into Taiwan Talk. I'm Eric Smith, and please do join us tomorrow for more fascinating insights from Dr. Lin Zongbing. This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Eric Smith, and today I'm chatting again with Doctor, Professor, and China expert Lin Zongbing, a man who spent decades studying and writing about our large neighbor. Sometime next month, current Chinese Vice President Xi Jinping will take over as president for a ten-year term. She is already head of the Chinese Communist Party and is already in charge of China's powerful military. Yesterday, Dr. Lin told us about the special attributes and advantages Xi Jinping will have as China's new leader. But for those of us living in Taiwan, perhaps a more interesting question is how President Xi will handle cross-strait relations. I asked Dr. Lin about this, and he gave me some pretty optimistic predictions for peace between the two sides over the next decade. Every Chinese president、uh, so far since、uh, Mao Zedong has tried to come up with a solution for Taiwan, a an end to. Uh, Taiwan, the, the Taiwan issue or question or problem, and they've failed. I know that Hu Jintao has talked about it himself that he's wished that he could be the one to, you know, put this feather in his cap, so to speak. Do you think Xi feels the same way that during his tenure in office he hopes to come to some sort of final settlement with Taiwan? They all hope. Whether they are able, that is a question. But I think Xi Jinping is aided by several advantages. One is his understanding that if we push Taiwanese, they will, they will not、uh, subjugate.、Uh, actually, pressuring Taiwan would backfire. He knows that very well. Secondly, he probably knows better than the others what the Taiwanese people most care about. We care about our international space. We care about. The deployment of more than 1,400 short-range ballistic missiles across Taiwan Straits. I think these, for Xi Jinping, if he could overcome internal resistance, are easy. Unlike in the last years of Hu Jintao, Taipei tried and tried and tried to find a get a little bit. 
like squeezing Putin's. observer status or yeah. some sort of minor roles. Yeah. Right. Putin did give, but very, very gingerly. I think mainly because of internal resistance and internal objection. And because of Xi Jinping's uh, abundant political capital, he might be able to overcome this internal resistance or objection. So he might do things like uh, redeploy redeployment of the bullet missiles a few hundred uh, kilometers back. It doesn't hurt. No. They can be moved back anytime. Easily. But it's right. a good gesture. Yes. It could get things started. There is a wild card, though, that uh, is interesting to discuss. We have a presidential election coming up in 2016, and there's a very decent chance that the opposition DPP could win that presidential election. What would be, in your opinion, the reaction of the Chinese government to a second run of the DPP in power? Although Beijing prefer not to see that happen, I am pretty sure come 2016, Beijing would be fully prepared, not to mention that in recent years and even in coming years, the DPP-CCP interactions will for sure strengthen. So I think Beijing would be fully prepared if uh, a DPP candidate, for instance, Tsai Ing-wen, becomes the president of Taiwan. To Beijing, that even may be an advantage. Remember how Nixon approached Beijing? Nixon was a staunch anti-communist. Correct. When he went to Beijing, criticism in the United States was less. By the same token, it applies to Tsai Ing-wen if she ever is elected and approaches Beijing the same way. So in your opinion, all in all, over this next 10-year period that we will have uh, Xi and Vice President Ke Liqiang in office, the chances of conflict between Taiwan and China are remote. Remote, even nil. Every two years, Beijing issued a defense white paper. That white paper already described a vision of Beijing in which... Taiwan was not the major target. Beijing's vision already went beyond Taiwan to the Pacific. I think uh, the prospect of a war between across Taiwan Straits in coming years are very, very, very little, even nil. I'm Eric Smith, and thanks for tuning in to Taiwan Talk. All of our episodes are available for free on iTunes or the ICRT website.